at Dark Blackwood, at Dark Blackwood on Twitter. Man, you know, black folks, we we need to uh, escape the political plantation. Uh, I seen some stuff that was happening with Kamala Harris, of, co of course. If you don't know why Kamala Harris, the outrage about her, I, I think I made a thing, uh, a show talking about Kamala Harris is poison to the black community. I mean, if she was a white man, without a doubt, we would we would be like going over her track record with a magnifying glass. But because she has the uh, <coughs> illusion of inclusion, she got the uh, skin color to kind of protect her. Most black people are just going to be like, oh, that's a black woman. Quit the foolishness. Um, and this whole thing about everybody saying that they're questioning her blackness and it's so ridiculous. It's not so much of a skin color thing as much as it is a lineage thing. Um, she comes from royalty. She comes from, she was raised to be a Indian woman. An Indian, um, her, she has an Indian mother. She was raised to be an Indian woman. And despite her being a part of Jack and Jill, despite her uh, going to Howard and all of this stuff, you have to realize that this woman grew up in Canada. She's kind of separated from the African-American struggle. But that's a whole nother topic. But if you're going to vote for her, do whatever the fuck you want to do. At the end of the day, vote for whoever you want to vote for. This is just my opinion to those who are kind of confused. They don't really know. Uh, most people, they're obsessed with whoever they're voting for. Like Bernie Bros, this is what I'm going to talk about today. Bernie Bro Negroes. I, I took a look at the, the Tim Black video. I already, Tim Black, he spits knowledge, he spits fire, but I kind of <coughs> listen to Tim Black from a distance because he has the characteristic of the not ask a Negro. He's not a white liberal whisperer, but he's the black friend. He has that type of vibe when you watch his channel. He's very comfortable with speaking with uh, white people. But to be fair, he brings on a lot of people that are kind of um, radical, as you would say, like Charlie Peach. I, know, I remember when Charlie Peach got kicked off uh, line off Twitter because they were like, oh, she's a Russian bot. Anytime like you start kicking knowledge or anytime you start going against the system and you start dropping heavy, heavy knowledge and they can't, they can't refute the facts that you're putting out in memes or in tweets, what they like to do to you is say, hey, you're a Russian bot. And like I've said, this is something that they've always done. In the 40s and 50s, you had these things like, oh, blacks are, are, are communist spies, they're reds, they're they're going, they're they're basically going back and they're telling Russians all of our business. And there was this whole thing. If you watch the film, which I love, uh called What's that film with Matt Damon? It's White Supremacy 101. What is that film called? I did a, I did a show on that. Um, it's not downsizing, but it came around the same time as downsizing. Uh, 
I forgot what the movie's called, but it's, it's basically White Supremacy 101. White people hate that movie. It's got horrible reviews, but I love it because it's just, just very constructive movie. Very, I mean, I love it. But anyhow, in that film, that was a way that they thought about black people. I think that was the 60s or the 50s. I'm not sure. And their whole thing was black people are kind of like spies for the Russians. So they kind of pull that same trick. Anytime black people start spitting fire, start bringing that heat. But the problem is a lot of people that are making noise online that are hashtag ADOS, these are people you can't mute. These are people you can't shut down because it's a collective of, of about five personalities, Tariq, Professor Black Truth, uh, Jason Black, uh, Tone Talks, Yvette, they're kind of like on a tail end because they're, um, they're kind of like on a tail end because they, they're kind of suspect, but everybody's kind of getting on cold. They're collect, everybody's kind of, um, putting their, um, because there's power in numbers. So everybody's kind of putting their fan bases together and everybody's kind of, uh, working with each other, you know, kind of putting the petty beef aside and focusing on politics like how we should. So <clears throat> a lot of black people are politically immature, you know, politically immature. Now, like I said, I would never tell a black person not to vote. I'm just saying, um, be smart about your vote and be smart about how these politicians are playing kind games. And what I like about the hashtag ADOS movement is, is, is that it's exposing a lot of um, these politicians that a lot of these white liberals like to hype up. A lot of these uh, conservatives like to hype up. And it's exposing them. Like Bernie Sanders, all right? Now, Bernie Sanders, back in 2016, was interviewed and asked the same question by a white journalist or a white reporter. And he says, hey, Bernie, there's a lot of um, people who are black African-Americans that are descendants of slavery, or he didn't use that specific term at that time, but he says that have been affected by slavery. Are you in favor of reparations for black people? And he said, absolutely not. Um, I feel that is very divisive <coughs> or divisive, whatever the fuck you want to say. And so from there, I was like, okay, all right. It was this sister that put out this video. She was going in on Bernie Sanders. The homie black soldier B sent me the leak and I retweeted it, but it's so far down my timeline. I would have to dig for it. But this sister was on Bernie Sanders ass, exposing him with receipts. I'm talking about video of stuff that he said. And he's one of these get out type liberal races. And he, he, he believes, he you know, he's for uh, Jewish reparations and all of these other people and the, all of these other groups who want specific things for their group. But, you know, when black people ask for it, that's a problem. So he's into this benign neglect type of thing. And here's my thing, man. It's like, I know how Bernie Sanders is. I know how Bernie, I know Bernie Sanders is one of these liberal races. And if you don't believe that liberals are just as racist as Republicans, you need to uh, purchase this book called uh, Racism Without 
racist. I believe it's done by Professor Bonilla. And it talks about liberal racism. You know, the type of shit that they say. Um, ask a white person about affirmative action. Ask a white person about reparations. Wait and see what kind of answer you get. You know, that's why I don't have too many white friends. Because if you're like, oh, hell no. You're totally against that. I mean, I can't really fuck with you. Or if you're like, oh, hell no. You know, whatever that, whatever the case may be. You got some anti-black sentiments. And you kind of on some outright, I mean, alt-right uh, Joe Rogan type shit. I really don't want to be kicking it with you. I don't want to be hanging around you. I don't want to go after work and have a... Uh, shot of Hennessy and I don't want to kick it with you. I don't want to smoke no blunts with you. It's cool. You go your you go your way, I go my way. That's cool. Ain't no ain't no hatred, ain't no animosity. It's just I got to stick with mine. So you know, here we are, man. You got these politicians, as I say, who like to sing and dance, come to the black church, which has a lot of civil rights, uh, you know, people that's from the civil rights era are older they know that hey you know i'm going towards you know these are my last years these are my golden years uh so it's, i'm at the end of life right now so i needed to get right with god so he gets they, they go to the church with all of those people where it's a lot of parents a lot of grandparents and what they do is they kind of hype the black community up and say hey you know we're going to do this we're going to come with some uh i have an act that i'm trying to pass right now it's going to help a lot of uh, people in this community that are suffering, that are impoverished. And, you know, all of this nonsense, this lift all boats type policies. And what they do is they leave. They never come back until the next four years or the next time that they have to run for election. So this is kind of what we're seeing with Bernie, you know. And unfortunately, we have a lot of Negroes like Killer Mike. Who I've made a, a video about <clears throat> that were like Bernie Bro Negroes. And we have Tim Black, who's a Bernie Bro Negro. He is. You know, and I and the way he explained Bernie Bro, I mean uh, Bernie Sanders gaffe or his that well, it wasn't a gaffe. It was direct and it was honest what he said. So it wasn't a gaffe. I, I, I apologize for that. But he kind of was soft shooting, man. I'm not saying. He was 100% soft-shoeing, but he was kind of like, he wasn't going as hard on Bernie as he was uh, Kamala Harris. Because with Kamala Harris, he was, he was going in on her. But Bernie but Bernie Sanders, he's like, oh, you know, I kind of disagree with him. You know, a, a president can't erase racism. And I'm like, dude, uh, nobody's asking a president to fix racism. I, all we're saying is, if you want our votes, there needs to be some kind of reparative package, meaning land, money, whatever the case may be, maybe both, uh, education, all areas of activity. There needs to be some package that's put together in order for for you to get our votes. If you don't want our, if you don't want to win, and you don't want the black vote, that's fine. We'll just do what, what we have. We are. We'll just keep dealing with Trump. I, I mean, fuck it. It is what it is. At least Trump is out, you know, out in the open white supremacist. There's no deception that's going on. But a lot of these Democrats, they practice this deception where they smile in your face. They come around. They do this. You know, they kind of do the 
oh, hey, how you doing? And, you know, hold the baby, kiss the baby and all of that. And behind your back, they're like, hell no. Fuck that. I'm never giving no reparations to no black people. So now the discussion is being brought up because social social media momentum, man. And unfortunately, we have a lot of black people that are politically immature. Will black people get uh, reparations in my lifetime? Probably not. But I never thought that we would see a black president in my lifetime. I thought like having a black president was like, oh man, that was reparations within itself, right? I, I mean, I was feeling so good back in 2008. I thought, man, we about to get some shit accomplished now that we got a black president in there. But he did jack diddly squat. And this is a reason why a lot of those politicians are like, hell no, because you didn't you didn't ask for reparations when you had a black president. <laughs> and even if you did, he wasn't listening because Dr. Claude Anderson was like, Obama didn't even listen. He said Trump, <coughs> even though he was, <coughs> even though that Trump was bullshitting, <coughs> I'm a little sick. He said he at least listened to what I had to say. He said Barack Obama wouldn't even listen to what the fuck I had to say about reparations. And, you know, Dr. Claude Anderson has been somebody who's worked within the political structure, actually uh, writing the affirmative action. Uh, you know, he he's a guy that's like put in work. So, you know, that's what he says. So a lot of black people are like, dude, we got nothing to lose. We're already doing bad. And you see, white people, this is another thing. You know, if there's any white person listening to what the fuck I'm saying, this is a problem with, with, with some of y'all, man. Not all of y'all, but many of y'all. Uh, you seem to think that this thing is just slavery. No, 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 no. We talk about slavery, right? And then after slavery, what you had, you still had sharecropping. Wait a minute. Hold on. We got Jim Crow. Uh, we got all of these Negroes loitering around here. <clears throat> we got to do something about these vagrants. They got to get the fuck up out of here or, or else they're going to go go to jail. So what we had, <clears throat> we had the Jim Crow laws. All right. Black people uh, going through sharecropping. Uh, Jim Crow laws. All right, cool. <clears throat> now. <clears throat> you had black people get medically experimented on. Um, not only that, you had um, the the GI Bill. You know, a lot of a lot of black a lot of black men who fought in the war were denied that the, the, the um, access to the GI Bill. They were denied access to um, equal fair equal and fair housing. So there was a lot of redlining going on. Then there was a lot of reverse redlining, which we, which we had in like 2008 during that um, recession, where you had all of these uh, greedy ass banks that Obama left off the hook, that that he let off the hook for all of that criminal shit that they were doing. Nobody nobody got sent to jail, <clears throat> and you know other than uh, Bernie Madoff, but. You had that. You had the reverse redlining. You had all of these insurance companies that. I mean, well, let me speak about the reverse redlining. So, what you had was all of these greedy companies that were luring blacks to go, um, to kind of go and sign up for these houses that they couldn't afford. 
<laughs> so a lot of black people lost their houses during that 2008, 2009, I mean that 2008 recession. <coughs> Obama let the banks off the hook, but he let the black people suffer. So <coughs> you have reverse redlining. You got predatory lending. All of these next check cashing that, that are inside the black neighborhoods. Okay. Um, you have environmental racism. What's happening over there in Flint in a majority black city. You got these officials that don't know what to do. They cannot solve the problem with this dirty ass water that's giving people Legionnaires disease. That's giving um, all of these people um, serious, serious health issues with the water. I mean, this stuff, it goes on and on and on and on and on. The stuff that we could just bring up about how blacks have been mistreated uh, as uh, second second class citizens, you know, at the bottom of the at the bottom of the barrel. And I mean, I could go on and on. And a lot of you guys just think, "Oh, these blacks are just crying about slavery. I don't get it. I don't understand it. What's the big deal?" And it's not just slavery. It's a legacy of white supremacy that's built for black people to stay at the bottom and others to have fair opportunities. In other words, there's no for, there's no uh, Fortune 500 black-owned, black-ran companies. The Fortune 500 companies are majority non-black. I won't say POC because I'm not into people of color and all of that stuff. I'm just telling, I'm just talking about blacks. Blacks don't have an economy. We don't have shit. You know, yeah, blacks tried to build some shit <coughs> where they had, uh, like, the black city of Tulsa. And, um, you know, Tulsa was supposed to be this city that uh, a lot of black people were, was going to. And they had their own economy. There was black businesses. A lot of black stuff going on. And guess what? Um, in these black cities, in these black towns, you had a white person cry about rape and say, oh, I got raped by a black man. And that's all it took for it to be a world war and for them niggas to burn a whole fucking city down. So we're talking about um, we're talking about the, the, the period where you had black Wall Street. They fucked that up. You know, you had crooked stuff like uh, I mean I go on and on it's just so so much mistreatment under the system of white supremacy it's not just slavery man it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of shit and you know I could just go on I could just talk about how yeah I just go, I go on and on about it but you know it's, it's just way bigger than uh Slavery. It's just way bigger than that. It's just way, way bigger. <coughs> Damn, I made it home already. Yeah, but uh, you got to be politically mature when you're making these different um, when you're making these different uh, decisions as, as far as who you're gonna vote for. My my, here's my here's my take. No reparations. No fucking vote. You know what I'm saying? Right now, everybody's like, they, they showed somebody on MSNBC. He was putting up a chart about, 
oh, should descendants of slavery receive reparations? And on both sides, the liberal white supremacist was hell no. And the motherfucking conservative racist was hell motherfucking no. So it was like, okay, hell no, hell motherfucking no. It's still no. So I'm not voting for hell no uh, because hell no sounds better than hell motherfucking no. So black people need to be politically mature and say, hey, you know what? I understand my position, but I'm not, I'm not, if we as a group say, hey, look, we're going to get on code. We're not showing up in droves. If you want to have another uh, 100 years of fucked up racist presidents, that's just what it's going to be. Because this is what we already been dealing with. You know what I mean? But it's very impressive that they're at least talking about it. You know, um, like I said, I don't believe it's going to happen in my lifetime. But if we start the seed right now, if we plant the seed right now and we raise some young soldiers and some young um, riders who's going to basically be on code, black people could get reparations. I honestly believe that. Now, that's a lot of other people who I won't get into. You know what I'm saying? That's like, oh, how could you expect the same white man that enslaved you to give you some shit back? Our problem has never been um, our problem has never been whether they would give us reparations or not. Our problem has been, it's been so many fucking coons that have, uh, you know, back in Malcolm X day, you had, what was that shit called? I think it was called core. And basically you just had an integrationist movement where, People were trying to integrate, but they wasn't trying to. Their whole thing was sitting at the lunch counter with a white person. They just wanted to be around white people. That's the shit that they was fighting for civil rights, the civil rights era. You know, when Malcolm X was kind of trying to preach, uh, preach to black people to, you know, hey, look, you know, um, we need to get on coal. We need to start recognizing this. You know, Malcolm X was far ahead of his time. I'm talking about like 60, 70 years ahead of his time, all right? And even though he wasn't ADOS, because I believe his family was immigrants, he still spoke with the spirit of, um, you know, he was speaking with the spirit of liberation. He was trying to liberate his people. I don't think just people in America, but people worldwide. Not only him, but Muhammad Ali, um, you know, James Baldwin, those cats who kind of understood what it was. And right now, I think the, the biggest issue is black people um, need to start becoming on coal in mass. I'm talking about 51 percent of the 13 percent. And if you have black people get on coal and say, hell no, I'm not. If it's hell motherfucking no to reparations, it's hell motherfucking no me sitting going to a, a ballot box just because my ancestors died to for the uh, right to vote. OK. I'm not about to just get up here and check some ballot box because of tradition. You know, I'm not doing it. Anything that I do. All right. It's going to have to be uh, with the mindset that, you know, we got to we got to unify and we got to be on code and we got to have a black agenda that 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 uh, needs to be met. And I think the ADOS is doing that. And I'm out.